So, what do you call three people who pretend to know how to podcast? Paul, Daniel, any ideas? Seismic cinema. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was supposed to answer the question. Oh, sorry. I was never good at riddles. Yeah. So we decided that I was sick of just saying hello and welcome to another Seismic Cinema podcast because every time I hear it, I cringe. So we're in the process of coming up with a catchy phrase, but we decided for our The Batman non-spoiler and spoiler review that we would try out a little riddle. Did you like yeah. it? Well, it was different. It was different. So yeah, I think, I think we need to diversify a wee bit anyway. It was kind of get a bit boring just you saying we're Seismic Cinema. So, ah, but you you never take a turn at going first, so you can't really criticize me too much. Mate, you never asked. I ask you every single week if you want to go first. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> right, no, no, nobody wants to listen to us bicker. So I'm joined, as always, and I'll just keep saying as always because it's became tradition by Paul. Yes, and we are joined by our very special guest, Mr. Daniel Hassan, who is our. Hello. Artistic was it artistic consultant and creative consultant, creative consultant, and very good friend of the podcast. And you may remember him from such episodes as the the book of Boba Fett, a ranking video, a pet podcast. Yes. Hello, thanks for having me on. No worries. So, as we said, or you better worked out from our little riddle at the start, we're going to do a review and discussion of the new Batman film. Daniel saw it last night, and me and Paul are literally fresh from the cinema. Um, and we'd literally just got home, and we're going to talk about it. So we decided to diversify a wee bit, and we're going to start off by doing a non-spoiler review about what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we'll do a spoiler review focusing more on the kind of plot points and the specific story, and then we'll do our rating at the end. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, so this is doing the non-spoiler reviews uh, quite new to us, so we promise we'll try and not give away any spoilers in this first segment. So, Daniel, as the the guest the guest tonight, what was something that you liked about the movie? I liked uh, pretty much the overall tone of the movie. It was really dark and gritty. Um, it really felt like a film noir, you know, a crime noir movie. So yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the same. I'm a big fan, as I've mentioned on the <clears throat> channel before, of kind of murder mystery and kind of just mystery in general. So I really yeah. enjoyed that too. Paul, what about yourself? What was something that you, what's a non-spoiler thing you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, well, I, t- I totally agree with the. The mood, the mood of the film was, I was saying, dark, gritty, totally different from the the older generation of Batman movies. And I actually probably preferred it, this movie, to the Christopher Nolan trilogy, just tone-wise. Um, but I really liked the, the music throughout the whole uh, film. Just even the theme, uh, when he's on yeah. the film. And it's just like the dun 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 kind of thing. I just, I just, I just thought. Do you want to do that again, Paul? <laughs> dun, 
the the production quality is going up and up with every episode. I think. <laughs> right, who who needs the the anchor free sounds that you get? Yeah, that that can be our intro now. Yes, you you actually stole. Uh, you both stole actually. Those were two things I was going to mention, but that shows at this stage at least that we'll get similar thoughts. So what else did we like about it? I thought they got the the casting spot on. I don't know. Is is talking about the casting technically spoilerish? Maybe. No, I, I wouldn't say no. so. So I really liked. Um, so we'll come into this a bit later. I really liked Robert pa- Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman. I really liked, although if you didn't know in advance that he was in it, uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Like the prosthetic job they did there was amazing. That no, was an amazing choice. That was Colin Farrell, yeah, from the likes of Fantastic Beasts and uh, I think he was in Sher- Was it Sherlock? No, it wasn't Sherlock. He was in SWAT. Was it? No, okay. Uh, so I liked them. I thought Zoe Kravitz, what's her name? She was in Fantastic Beasts as well. I think she was good as, as Catwoman. Yeah, they're like, excellent choices. Is it Jeffrey Wright? Is that the guy that played yeah, Commissioner played. Gordon? Yeah, yeah Kevin Gordon. Oh, he's not been promoted yet. And the the other one was um, Andy Serkis as Alfred. Yeah. Good choice. He didn't have a lot of screen time, but I've mm. done a good job. I still prefer Michael Caine personally. I just feel like he's more of what he just had, was kind of more Alfred to me. But Andy Circus didn't do a bad job. I just I was just waiting for him to pull out his 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 Gollum accent or his South African mm-hmm. accent from the MCU. Or his, or his Snoke accent. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so that was something I liked. I thought the, the casting was good. I thought there were some really good acting performances. Is there anything else, Daniel, that you that stood out for you? Uh, probably, well, the Riddler. You know, the the casting choice for him was really good. Yeah, Paul who, Dano. Who, who, who was it? Sorry, Paul Dano. Right. Okay. Have you guys ever seen the movie Prisoners? Paul probably hasn't. I haven't. Hugh Jackman <laughs> and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. No, I've not seen it. No. So Paul Dano was a villain in that, and um, it reminded me of actually his role in that as well. Quite creepy, um, but I think he suited that. It was really good. Yeah. Really I- <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a really a really good choice as well. Like I wasn't expecting him to be who he was when you finally see the reveal. Um but yeah. Although I was kinda getting like Bane vibes sometimes when he was talking. Like it was, it was the voice, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it and at the start of the film I, I, I was don't know if it's spoilers, but I was finding it hard to hear some of the lines just because they were kinda like whispering sometimes, or they're kind of like, like muffled. Kind of, yeah, muffled voices. But yeah, yeah, he did kind of have that Bane kind of vibe with his, his voice kind of thing. Yeah, this is where I miss um, my subtitles. I always have on when I'm watching things at home. Yeah, I'm the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
I, st- nah, I actually managed to listen pretty well on that one without them. So, Paul, what's something else? I think we'll quickly run out of non-spoiler things to say and want to get into the other things. So, is there anything else that stood out for you? Uh, I quite I like the pacing of the movie. Like, there was always something going on that was pertinent to the plot. There wasn't any. I didn't feel like there was any places where it dropped. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, come on, let's get back to the action or let's get back to whatever. I always thought there was something. Uh, like the plot was just moving at a good pace. Um, I don't know if I don't know if maybe other people felt differently with it, but I just really enjoyed the whole pacing of the film as in a whole as a whole. I've got a wee viewpoint there, so it's probably better to talk about it in the non-spoiler section. I really enjoyed the film, and I thought it was really well made, really well acted. Uh, the action was really good. I do think, and we mentioned this on the way out of the cinema. I do think it was maybe a wee bit too long. For, for my personal taste, I feel like two and a half hours instead of the three would have been better. I just feel like the kind of last half hour maybe dragged out a wee bit. And there was a few shots that just kind of lasted maybe too long. I was also getting quite tired and I needed the toilet for an hour. So these, these are also contributing factors. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what anyone else thought about the length of the film. So well, I you- quite... Oh, sorry, and you go. Sorry. I, I quite liked the fact that it was three hours long. Um, the pacing, I thought, I agree with Paul, the pacing was well done. Um, but I did see some other reviews and people did kind of talk about the pacing, saying it was a bit slow and in bits. But I I don't think there was, when I was watching it, I don't think there was any part that kind of felt as if it dragged a little bit. I'll I'll come back to this when we talk spoilers because there, there is a particular as a part of the film I thought maybe it started to take its time a bit too much but we can come back to that so we've done about ten minutes non spoiler which I think is a decent amount of time will we will we get into the the spoiler aspects now yes please yeah obviously when we first did our our first few reviews around the book of Boba Fett we kind of felt that we kind of just described the film too much. So I think it's good if you're in agreement, folks, that we just kind of stick with particular things we liked and disliked instead of kind of going in a, a kind of linear fashion. Yeah, I'm good with that. It, it just becomes a wee bit like we're telling the story. So, Daniel, do you want to start us off? Is there any particular spoiler aspects to like the storyline or the, the plot or just particular scenes that you really enjoyed? Well, I... I enjoyed it right from the get go. Um, it you know the scene when it opens up, and you can see someone someone's on a rooftop watching a family. Um, and automatically, I think you think it's maybe Batman watching, but then it turns out it's it's the Riddler, you know, picking a. Um, you know, looking at his victim. Um, but the scene was set up and I thought it was really dark and tense. Um, and it really set the tone for the, you know, the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was a really good really introduction, that. wasn't it, to the Riddler? Yeah. It was um, a scene that was, it was like, uh, I think he's based, the Riddler is based on the Zodiac Killer oh, as well. Know. So I, I quite like that. I don't know if you know who that is. I've heard, I've heard the phrase, 
It was called. It wasn't me. You did that last week as well. <laughs> right, Paul, instead of accusing me of uh, crimes I didn't commit, <clears throat> what was something that you liked, spoiler-wise? Uh, I quite liked that this film was quite grounded in realism. Like, all the kind of gadgets and stuff. Like, it was, like he didn't really have like outlandish gadgets that he's had in the past in movies. Um, like he's got his wee grappling hooks and stuff, but you can see the like, wee mechanisms that come out, uh, like wee pistols kind of thing from his arms. And even his car, it's not like a, a silly bat-shaped his, car. His car. <laughs> it's, um, it's just like a souped-up muscle car, which looks like badass, by the way. And I just feel like yeah. this film really helped because it's dark and gritty, I think if you had like outlandish gadgets and outlandish kind of uh, weaponry and vehicles, I think it would really taken away from it. So yeah, I like that kind of aspect. It was really grounded, and like instead of him having like a like a hang glider as a cape, he actually had to rip out a wingsuit. Yeah. So it yeah, that's something like as well. What was that for Daniel? It showed you his inexperience, you know, because it was only year two. He's only been Batman for two years. So there's still a lot. He's not polished. There's still a lot of things he needs to learn and, you know, try out. Yeah. And by the way, see that, that wingsuit scene? Yeah. How, how did he not take his bloody head off when he hit oh, the wings? <laughs> save, save, save that for the things we didn't like. I think <laughs> this is a good opportunity to segue into, and we did this when we spoke about things like Harry Potter in terms of our experience with the franchise, because I think that kind of leads into... Daniel already sounds a lot more knowledgeable about Batman than me or Paul. So just for, for context, I've seen and enjoyed the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I've seen some of the older ones when I was a kid. I've seen Batman versus Superman, which I think I saw it with you, Paul, years ago wasn't a massive fan of. I don't think I've... Was, was Ben Affleck in another Batman film, apart from that, or was that the only one? He was in Justice League. Yeah. Uh, did I watch just... I think I watched... Yeah. I'm not... I'm not I'd like to add that I'm not a massive DC fan, although I probably do like the Batman films the best out of the, the kind of DC films. Um, I just... One thing I'd like to highlight, linking back to my other, earlier Colin Farrell, Fact: I was absolutely terrified of Danny DeVito's Penguin when I was a kid. It still scares me a wee bit. <laughs> still scares me just now. Yeah. yeah Paul, what, what's your? We, we don't really speak about Batman that much, if I'm being honest. What's your kind of background with the the Batman franchise? Uh, I think I've always been a a big fan of the Batman. Um, well, I've seen. I watched. I've watched all the old movies. I used to watch the uh, the Adam West series. Uh, like the old 60s series uh, after school sometimes uh, when it was on like these like, kind of old retro channels mm-hmm. um, and I loved it I loved the Christopher Nolan trilogy but I actually think probably this one's my favourite out of the lot um, you, well you've I just don't... you've just ruined our Batman ranking podcast thanks Paul <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know I just think that this one's got such a dark and gritty tone to it. It's probably more different than all the other ones, really. And I really enjoyed that. So, but yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some of the animations in that as well. Um, 
I would stay away from, I can't remember what it's called. It's like Ninja Batman or something. Don't do it. It's weird and awful. I've actually read a couple of comic books. It's like The Court of the Night Owls. Which mm. is quite interesting. I've read part of that. I don't know. What about you, Daniel? Are you the... Are you the, the Daniel's going to... Daniel's going to blow us out the back cave here. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I love, I love Batman. I think one of my first ever movies I remember watching when I was a kid was the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Um, Jack Frost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the one with um, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, first one. Um, So I'm showing my age here. I think it was about, I think I was about four when I first seen it, when it came out on VHS. Um, and I fell, I fell in love with it right away, and I, I, I think it still stands up to this day as being a great Batman movie. Yeah, I think I think they've all been really good, except for George Clooney and his uh, nipple armor. But we'll yeah, that, that. that's uh, that is that was probably one of the worst. <laughs> I can kind of forget Val Kilmer's Batman. Clooney's was awful, god awful. I thought that was a useful wee segue just to let our listeners and viewers know kind of where we're at. So that if I make any factual errors, then it's not my fault. <laughs> so, right, who who went last there? Was it? Uh, I think it was me. You like something I like? I'm just I like to just think of things as they they pop into my head. I really like the scene at the the funeral when the car just uh, flies. In and then the the DA has the kind of bomb strapped to him in the phone. I thought that was a really kind of unexpected moment when the car burst through, and I thought it was, it was a real tension there. But Batman probably should have died when that blew up. Like that was a wee bit like plot armory. <laughs> he had a lot of plot armor in this movie, didn't he? Yeah. Um, what did you, what yeah. you guys think of that scene? Yeah, I, I liked it. It was, uh, it was really tense. Yeah, I liked it as well, especially when they, you know, like when they don't know what's coming. They can just hear the screams outside the the cathedral at first, and everyone's turning around, going, "Oh, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, anything else stands out for you in terms of things uh, you like? Because we'll eventually want to talk about anything that we didn't think worked as well. Yeah, I. I I think it was good to show off Batman as actual an actual detective, you know, as he walked into the crime scene at the start. Um, you you can kind of see it from his perspective, all the cops, you know, looking at him as if, what are you doing here? But he was actually contributing to, you know, the looking at the evidence and, you know, knowing what he's talking about and can see what, you know, the police can't see. Um I find that really interesting. I yeah, really like the... Sorry, Paul, you go. No, I was just going to agree with Daniel, like, because I think that can get overlooked quite a lot of the times in the different movies. He's actually kind of like a master detective. Um, and I think uh, Scarlett was saying as well that it's it's kind of like more like the video games. I've not played the video games, to be honest, but she said it's more the kind of style. Oh, you need to what? You need to play the games. The Arkham games, brilliant. I'm sure you can get them on the 
Xbox PlayStation Plus is that if you download the like the PS4 version, one of them. Yeah, I think, I think I've got one. I think I've got one. There's a few downloads. In terms of the whole kind of detective stuff, one that I absolutely loved was the different cards that were left for Batman and the, the, the riddles within them. I thought that was a really good way to kind of progress through the film and yeah. kind of focus on the different victims. Yeah, yeah. I was finding, I was just finding it hard because like he's going through them and he's like, he's solving them like straight away and I'm going, I've no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> some of them when they work it out it's quite obvious like see when he said like what happens to a liar when they die they still lie yeah the lie yeah. still or something like that yeah yeah the lie still that, that one I understood right away so that was good so Paul I think you're up next anything else in particular that you enjoyed uh, I liked the cinematography throughout the whole film uh, just the different the different kind of camera angles on different shots and uh, like see like during the car chase like the cameras on the side of the cars and stuff mm. I thought that was absolutely fantastic I I just really enjoyed like the, the way the whole movie was kind of shot so I yeah, actually, when the when the penguin was in the car upside down and he sees Batman walking towards him in the kind of fire I remember saying to our good friend of the channel Andrew Strachan who was also at the cinema that right, I mentioned in that one in the review do you, do you know the one I mean? Oh, when he's walking slowly. Oh, yeah. When he's, the, the car, yeah, he's up, the camera's yeah. upside down, and then you see Batman walking towards the car in the flames, but upside down. Yeah, I know what you're talking I about. Thought, yeah, I thought that was a really nice shot, and the way yeah. they kept showing things from Batman's point of view, and you could see the kind of shape of his mask around the edges of the screen. Yeah. So it was like from his point of view, I thought that was quite well done as well. So I think the the director, um, you know, going back to how I said at the start of the movie, he'd walked in. It was kind of like from Batman's perspective. I think the director liked showing things from people's perspectives in this yeah. movie. So like you're seeing the Batman from a Penguin's perspective, you know, this tall, dark scary figure coming towards him. Um, so I find that it seems to be a reoccurring theme in the movie. What was the director's name again? I, I, I know his name when I, when you say it. but uh, or he, he directed the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, was it Matt Reeves? Yeah, Matt Reeves. Right. Also, I, I, found out, I watched a couple of reviews just when I was getting organised for this podcast. It was Michael Giacchino that did the music from Rogue yes. One, which is a uh, bit interesting. Yeah, I f- I felt as if um, he done well with the score, and I think there was parts of the the score when you know when Catwoman was on the scene, that sounded very much like the Catwoman theme from Batman Returns. I think it had elements of that. Right. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen Batman Returns. Uh, I remember I've it. Seen, seen in terms of the older films, like I've seen some of them, but it was literally in the nineties, so I can't remember what the names yeah. were. Uh, I, I felt as if it was very Danny Elfman. Maybe that's something I can go back and do in the in the near future. Oh, Colin, yeah. you've got a lot of movies to watch, my friends. Yeah. So do you. So do you. <laughs> you. You get you get rebels to watch. Stop talking nonsense. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, something I really liked, and I'm sure you guys will agree, is just Batman was pretty just beating people up constantly and going quite quite far at times. And just, yeah. just see when he comes into like, the club and he was just nudging people out of the way and things like that. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He didn't care. Um, but I think his fight style was very raw as well. That comes that comes down to his inexperience. You know, still quite raw and brutal. And, you know, it doesn't hold back when it comes to fighting. Okay, well, want to go on to discussing anything. And I, from hearing you both speak, it doesn't seem that there's a lot. I'm probably going to be the controversial one here and mention a few things that, uh, but maybe not things I didn't like, but maybe things that, I will get to that. Anyway, uh, just anything else that comes to mind, we'll maybe just take a turn each and just mention anything else we've not talked about in terms of spoilers. Start with you, Daniel. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight? Um, uh, actually, also at the start, I missed, um, meant to say this at the beginning as well. Um, you know, when he was talking about Gotham and how it was corrupt and, um, you know, it would show you that when the bat, bat signal was out up in the air, um, you know, it would, sh- it would show you, the, you know, these criminals doing their business, but then it would show you, like, their perspective of looking into maybe a dark alley and um, thinking, is Batman going to come out here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was like kind of psychological um, aspect of it as well. He, he actually, you know, made a difference, even though he might have not been there. You know, it was just that. The, the thought of him being there, it would terrify people, which I, I quite liked as well. I liked Robert, Robert Pattinson's voiceover. Yeah. I can hear no. a bit of an echo right now. Can you hear it, or is it just me? Uh, yeah, I, no. could, I could hear something, but I don't know what it was. Yeah. I will. Only our, our hardcore fans will, will catch that one. So, yeah, I really liked... Robert Pattinson's kind of monologue at the start there and all the bits we were talking about. But was there anything else you want to highlight before we move on to anything we didn't like as much? Uh, yeah, just, uh, I would say just the action sequences I thought were, like I was saying, outstanding. Um, I liked, I really liked the, you know, the hallway scene when he comes out the elevator and they, he's, turned, he's turned all the lights out and the only time you see him is when the, the muzzle flashes are going off the guns. Yeah, right. like that. It takes out a whole hallway full of goons. Goons. Just try to think if there's anything else. Obviously, even I worked that one out that that was the new or a new version of the Joker in the the jail at the end with the Riddler. Was it not the yeah. face? Was that? No, I think it was the Joker. It's the Joker, wasn't it? I thought it was the face. They wouldn't hide. They wouldn't. Emphasize the laughter that much, like that's the Joker's thing. Yeah, but I mean, I did think it was the uh, Two Face at the start because he made the riddle about the two sides of a coin, two faces of a coin. But mm. it was the laugh after that that you know made me think, oh, this is the Joker they're trying to you know show. Who was the, do you know who the actor was, Daniel? Uh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm racking my brain. Um, I'm sure it is. 
Oh, he's an Irish actor. Um, he was in Dunkirk. Is it Barry Barry Keegan or something? You, you could you could say anything and we wouldn't know. So there you go. Yeah, I think it was um Barry Keegan. Obviously, I'm going to double down if it's two face. I don't think it is. Um, but I don't but, think you'll be in any of the sequels. I don't think you'll see the Joker in any of these movies. The sequels here's, a, of these. here's an opportunity for a shameless plug. If anyone knows the definite name of the actor or knows for certain whether it's the Joker, you can comment on one of our many platforms. Also, a good opportunity when we mentioned the Joker to mention that we recently done a top 10 villains ranking, which is also live. I just needed to get those wee plugs in there. <laughs> Right, we'll be we spending just a wee bit of time talking about anything that we didn't like as much. I don't think this will be obviously a much shorter section, and then we'll do our rankings before finishing up. Sounds so, good. Daniel, is there anything that I don't foresee there be much from your angle anyway? Was there anything that you thought didn't work as well or you didn't enjoy as much? Um, personally, I can't really fault the movie. I liked, I liked everything from it. Um, well, this is going to be a really short section. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if you know, look back on it, but there's nothing on the movie that I didn't dislike. All positive. What about yourself, Paul? Is there anything that you any particular you want to give? Just, just be be nitpicky kind of things. Um, overall, I thought the movie was. Like fantastic, um, but just being that picky things like, obviously Batman's head should have came off when he bashed into the bridge at like hundred miles an hour. <laughs> um, I don't know what his suit was made of, but it took a hell of a lot of bullets from like high caliber rounds and didn't seem to make a dent. Almost, almost at point blank range. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the all those. All the masked Riddler guys had like rifles aimed at the mayor, and they didn't manage to kill her. Like the one, one just kind of winged her at the side, and that was the only point of them being there. And they <laughs> nobody managed to shoot her like properly. And Robert Pattinson's hair was just weird. I thought, but other than that, I didn't, I didn't like the dark darkness around his eyes. What the the makeup? Yeah. No, I think that's just all part to hide, hide the hide hide this part of the mask. Cool. I thought, added, that, I thought I added quite a wee bit. I just thought I did quite a wee bit to scare. Yeah. Don't know. Just gave you like uh, Twilight vibes. Well, if you notice that not one Batman shows the dark makeup when they take off their cowl, but it's essential. <laughs> just a wee thing they noticed. He's yeah. the only one to actually do that. I showed my I showed my hand early in terms of the length of the film and I get I'll just be honest, I get quite sleepy in the cinema sometimes and when I'm watching TV. I'm just one of those people that can can drift off quite easily. So I was getting quite <laughs> tired towards the end. So I didn't really enjoy the last half hour as much because I was kinda of running it on empty. I did feel like it maybe went on personally. Just a wee bit too long after the Riddler went to jail, and maybe that had been a better like end to the film. I know that's probably a controversial take, but I just feel like 
For me personally, three hours is quite long. But that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think I think the end, but like after after he's gone to jail, like, I think they needed that kind of Madison Square Garden, but just to show his kind of growth, how selfless he's became, and mm. uh, like when he hears the Riddler can say he was doing it because he was like he was vengeance. And that was what Batman was saying, like through the whole start of the movie, that he was vengeance. Yeah. And I think he 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 kind of inspired the the Riddler, uh, the Riddler henchman. So I think that kind of showed how he changed and how he started helping people. He wasn't hiding in the shadows. He was he was lighting up the flare. He was like leading the way instead of being this masked figure from the shadows. Yeah, I did I did like that visual of him kind of leading leading them leading them out of the water. There was, there was something I noted that it's not really a criticism. It was more, I've got a decent working knowledge of the Batman franchise and that I know who the Penguin is, the Riddler is, Catwoman. See, for somebody who didn't know the characters, do you think there could have been an element of there was too many characters to keep track of? Because it was easy when you know who they were. What's your thoughts on that if you looked at it from like a newbie's point of view? Uh, I th- think it would be a good introduction. Um, to them because, well, you don't really know. For someone who hasn't seen them, you know, the penguin is not the character you know him from previous movies or TV shows. Yet he's just starting out, so I think it's a good introduction for him. He was more of a a henchman more than a boss. So I think in the next movie. Um, I think you'll see him as, you know, more of the penguin, and they'll probably call him that instead of you know just the name he was known by, and that was Oz. You know, so um, I, I, I heard somewhere, I heard somewhere that he's getting a TV show. Is that right? Like yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a spinoff. Yeah, and the world is just that, full of spinoffs, isn't it? That that just reminded me. I will need to start a a second channel called Seismic Spinoffs. <laughs> you, you can write that down. Um, so that just reminded me of a scene. I think it's when was it the penguins was tied together and he started walking like a penguin. I thought that that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He started waddling. <laughs> I thought there was quite good humor in the film. Yeah, there was. There's quite a good, quite good film, but there's quite good one-liners as well. Um, like was, the one I I thought was quite good was um. When he says about the, the cop that he sees working in the the mob bar, mm-hmm. and the detective's like, "Oh, he, is he moon, moonlighting at the the club?" And Batman's like, "No, he's moonlighting as a cop." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really clever. So there was quite a lot of good one liners in there. Yeah, what about what about pulling punches? It was like I did <laughs> when he hit uh, Gordon. Yeah. yeah. So there was a there was a couple of bits that, that that made me chuckle. So we're about thirty five minutes in. So I think it's a good opportunity just to give our rankings of the film. Not our ranking, I'm ranking mad. Our rating of the film, and then talk about what we're doing next week. So we don't. Is it ten we normally do it with Paul? You're the you're the rating guy. Yep, usually at a ten. So Daniel. Uh, guest policy goes first. What's your rating out of ten? 
I'll give it a nine. Okay, what's your reason for that? Uh, just that it was a, you know, all round a pretty decent movie. Um, I, I enjoyed everything about it. Um, just don't want to be too overconfident and give it a, you know, a oh. solid ten. <laughs> Fair enough. And Paul, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'd probably give it Daniel. I'd go a very, a very high nine. Like it's not, it's not perfect by any means, but. It's... How do you get a high? How do you get a high nine out of interest? Like a nine, it's almost a ten. Right. Nine plus. <laughs> you don't. You don't get a nine plus. Come on. <laughs> nine point nine point seven five. <laughs> um, no, like like Daniel was saying, like the movie itself, I think is just very well rounded, and for like see like some Batman movies in the past, like. Sometimes he's more Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. But in this movie, you got him being Batman a hell of a lot of the time, which I really enjoyed. Like you got to see him basically doing his thing for most of the movie. Uh, and he was only Bruce Wayne when he had to be, kind of thing, just to find out some sorts of, some bits of information. But yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed this movie. So a nine, a nine for me. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to be the, the controversial guy. Not too controversial. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I did think it was a really well-made, well-acted and good film. It really, I know I keep coming back to it, but it was just a length for me, but I'm a, I am was a sleepyhead. So maybe I'll rewatch it one day when I'm more alert and I might change my mind on that. But I'm quite content with, with my rating of 8, particularly as not a massive Batman fan. So I'm... I'm quite happy with that. Please let me off with that. Yeah, I, I, didn't, really I, I, I didn't go too, didn't go too low there. So <laughs> I can get that you know some people have an issue with the the length. Yeah. So I I can forgive yeah. people for that. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, did you did you feel like it was three hours though? I, when I was sitting there, no, I didn't feel like I it was three hours. I don't think it felt like three hours. No, I thought just because yeah. there's something always happening. I, d- I thought it just went by really quickly. Yeah, definitely. Right, so just a heads up about what we're doing moving forward. So on Tuesday evening, our next ranking video is going to video, video and podcast. We can say video now because it's on YouTube. is launching and we're going to look at the the top ten, our, our top ten tracks from movies and TV shows. And for that one, myself and Paul will be joined by Strachan from Strachan's podcast. Paul, are you looking forward to that one? Uh, yeah, I just need to remember what movies have good soundtracks now and leave it till an hour before, an hour before the podcast airs I, and quickly write a list down. I've made a short list and I'll go back to it and I'll just kind of rank them near the time. The, fo- the following next Thursday, we're going to look at another movie. And Paul, do you want to take the, the lead with this one? Uh, yeah, and we're going to be I looking. I haven't seen this. <laughs> I've only I've only seen uh, about a third of it, so don't worry about it. Right. Um, yeah, we're going to be looking at Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, and if we get our scheduling right, we're hoping to have Daniel back on if if if, if he wants to be back on. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Okay, so, so on you go. 
Paul, are you uh, since you dodged the introductions this week, are you gonna tell us where we can find us on social media and where we can find the podcast? Or are you gonna patch that as well? Uh I'll patch that. You you're good at it. I'm terrible at it. Um how about this? I'll do the <laughs> intro for the next the next uh, episode and then that that'll be our squares. Uh we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> right, so anyway, you can find our podcast on Spotify podcast, Apple Podcast, Good Pods, and we've also got a video version on YouTube. And we'd appreciate it if people could follow us and subscribe, like, and all that jazz. We are going to start looking into, we don't know where we're going to get the money from, but we're going to maybe look into the likes of cameras and mics because we really want to start a, bringing our YouTube game and actually getting our, our mugs out on the on the small screen. In terms of social media, we are continuously growing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Paul's not caved in terms of getting TikTok yet. So that's all the different locations you can find us. So, Daniel, the policy of the channel, policy to official, the, uh, what's the word? Tradition. Tradition, that's better, is that the guest reminds us and reminds the listeners and viewers what our slogan is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Check your screensaver. <laughs> uh, he only, only, he only designed the the logo and the, the cover photos. I know. I see because I get put in the spot. I instantly forget. <laughs> <laughs> we put you in the spot the last time as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> see, I wasn't. Uh, oh my god, that's shocking. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> I'll, I'll bail you out in this one. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Our slogan is unprofessional to a T. It's actually the power of escapism because we believe that going to the movies, discussing the movies and podcasting about the movies can make a real difference to your lives. So that was a Seismic Cinema podcast. We gave you a wee riddle at the start. We talked about Batman in between and we'll look forward to our next podcast. Yep, thanks for that. And again, thank you, Daniel, for coming on and all the work you do to help us with our channel. No, you're very welcome. Thanks for asking me to come on again. And um, we look forward to having you on next week. I'm less nervous this time than I was the first time coming on, so... <laughs> nah, you're doing really well. Keep it up. You might, you might put Colin at a job. Oh, yeah, I control the anchor account. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you, folks. Right, see you later. Take care. Bye.